we're not worrying about like hitting an exact split in a workout. We're just focusing on the consistent, long-term sustainable growth. And sometimes sustainability is, means taking a week off. Diz Runs Radio episode 900. How did that even happen? Welcome back to Diz Runs Radio, where I talk with runners from all corners of the running world about running, life, and everything in between. I'm your host, Denny Cray, and it's just about time to head out the door for an easy run and a great conversation. So if you're ready, then I'm ready. Let's get started. Hey guys, uh, real quick before we dive into today's episode of the show, today's episode is brought to you by You Need a Budget, YNAB.com, the, uh, the, the budgeting software that Rebecca and I have been using for, goodness gracious, it's been uh, a little over a year and a half now, and I know some of y'all have, have tried it out before, and uh, I, I mean, I think it's, it, it's been a game changer for us. Hopefully, it's been, it's been useful for those of you that have tried it or you, those of you that have been using it for a while, um, because as we all know, running isn't quite as cheap as uh, we might think it think it used to be before we got started in the sport, right? Before before you start buying shoes and socks and gear and watches and this and that, and uh, hopefully races, you know, again, coming up soon with, with uh, hopefully a vaccine around the corner and, and getting into, um, you know, that, that routine of running races again. Maybe you got a bunch of races you already paid for that you got deferred to this year and you're going to add some more and a little bit of travel and this and that and the other. And, and anyway, uh, we all know that uh, the expenses related to our sport can add up pretty quickly. And, uh, you know, if, if there's more things that you would like to do than what you have money for, and we all know that there are more things that we would like to do than what we have money for, uh, something like YNAB might be helpful. Now, it's not it's not some miracle cure. It's not something that's going to, you know, it's not like planting a money tree. But boy, for, for us at least, it's really helped us be more intentional, more aware of where we're spending our money. What, you know, maybe where do we spend a little bit more money than we think we do sometimes? And is it necessary? And is it intentional? Or is that where we want to spend it? Or do we want to shift it to, to something different? Um, and so, you know, if, if just being more aware of your, your monetary habits, your spending habits, uh, is something that you would like to do in 2021 or, you know, whenever you listen to this in the, in the future, starting, starting today, uh, check it out. And, and if you go through my link, you get a, either way you get a free month, you get 34 days to, to try it out for free. Um, whether you use my link or whether you just go through the website. If after 34 days, you're like, wow, I like this. Then you, you can pay for a, a one year, uh, subscription which again, for us more than paid for itself multiple, multiple times. So, you know, I think it's for me again, just for me. Uh, and for, and I think I can speak for my wife here. It's been a, a, a useful investment. Um, but if you decide to, to go that route as well and you use my link, you'll get an extra month on top of it. So you'll pay for 12 months. You'll get 13. It throws an extra month my way. So I don't make any money off of this deal, but, um, you know, my, my subscription can be extended. If you want to use the links, if you want to go through disruns.com slash YNAB, that's the letters Y N A B. Uh, and, and again, you sign up, you get a free 34 days, no questions asked. You don't have to end your credit card or anything like that. You just get 34 days to figure it out. If you have any questions on it, let me know. Cause it, it is, I found it a little clunky to figure out at first, but once I got into it, man, game changer. So, uh, if that's something that you think you might be, might be useful, I know it's not kind of the typical running podcasty sponsory thing, but like I said, our sport gets expensive. If you're not careful, you know that as well as I do. Uh, and if you want to be a little more intentional on where you're spending your, your dollars and cents to maybe have a, f- a few nickels left to uh, maybe jump in an extra race sometime this spring, once races are kind of happening again, hopefully this spring, uh, safely, of course, uh, disruns.com slash Y N a B disruns.com slash Y N A B. And now without any further ado, 
let's go ahead and dive in to today's episode of the show. Hey guys, uh, today's episode is going to be uh, a little bit different than usual, but hopefully it'll be different in a good way. Uh, today, instead of having you know just one person on the show and kind of diving deep into their story and their journey and talking to them about what's going on in their running life, uh, I've got two folks on the show today. Actually, uh, two folks that are both fellow running coaches and uh, two ladies that I've gotten to know uh, quite well over the past uh, handful of years, three, three and a half, four years, something like that. Uh, because each week, uh, typically on Wednesdays, uh, we jump on a call and uh, chat for about an hour or so about our businesses, coaching, struggles that we're having. And uh, the goal is to try to help each other out with you know, brainstorming new ideas, offering suggestions, sharing our experiences, uh, or whatever else we can do to kind of help each other uh, kind of be successful and help ultimately help the, the athletes that we coach be successful as well. So today's episode is a, a bit of an inside look at uh, our relationship, at how we feel about coaching in general, and uh, hopefully we'll be able to uh, touch on some topics that might help you uh, as you're looking forward to starting 2021 and, and uh, the, the hope and the possibility that races are going to be uh, a regular thing again before too much longer. So without any further ado, it's a, it's a pleasure to be able to welcome back actually a couple of, of folks that have been on the show before. So this, they're, they're, they're not new to these parts, but if you have been around for a while to have or also gone back through the archives to find them because it's been a minute, uh, but being able to welcome two good friends back to the show today, Miss uh, Nora Bird and Ms. Laura Norris. So uh, ladies, thanks for coming back and uh, joining us again. Thank you for having us. Yes, thank you. Yeah, definitely. And uh, guys, like I said, if, if you want to find out more about either or both of them as we go through, um, Laura's information is uh, found at, at uh, lauranorrisrunning.com. On Instagram, you can find her at lauranorrisrunning. Uh, all one word, all, all mashed together, just like it's uh, you know, spelled just like it sounds. And on Twitter, saving a couple characters, which is always a smart move, at lauranorrisrun. So skipping the, uh, the N-I-N-G at the end of Laura Norris Running. Uh, and if you want to hear our first, or our, our, uh, my interview with Laura from back in the day, uh, it's episode 251. So if you point your browser to disruns.com slash 251, uh, or if you, I don't know if you can deep dive into your podcast app, sometimes those things disappear, but you might be able to find it. Uh, episode 251. As far as Nora goes, her, all her coaching information and, and online information is at teambirdtraining.com, teambirdtraining.com. And on Instagram, you can find Nora at NCMB. Uh, and I didn't do my, my phonetic alphabet, but that's the letter N as in Nora, C as in Christmas, uh, M as in, I don't know, what's an M word? M as in maybe, uh, and B as in boy. There we go. That's, that's terrible, but uh, whatever. You, you, get, you get what you pay for around here. NCMB2323 is Nora's handle on Instagram. And Nora's actually been on the show twice. Uh, again, both of them back, back a while uh, in the archives. Dizruns.com slash 206 and Dizruns.com slash 468 episode 206 and 468 for Nora. And if, if all that is jumbling around in your brain and you're like, what in the heck is going on? Uh, we'll have show notes for today as per usual and links and all that good stuff. Uh, Dizruns.com slash 900, 900. Turn it over to a, a new a new century. Is that, is that what that's called? A new century marker of the, of the podcast today. Dizruns.com slash 900. So um, we're skipping the normal introductory question because they've all already both answered that. You can go find that in the archives about their favorite distances to race and all that good stuff. Uh, and just diving into the good stuff today. So, so ladies, I don't know who wants to kick it off between, between the two of you. But, um, you know, one thing that, that I know that I struggled with a little bit uh, kind of in my early days of running is the idea that getting a coach made sense at all. Because I, I kind of felt like, 
you know, running is, is pretty simple, right? You put, you put one foot in front of the other, and then, then you put the other foot back in front, and you just kind of keep switching it, and you just kind of go. And whenever you get to, you know, the, the, the finish line or the end of a, of, a, of a run or the end of the block or whatever you're doing, like, that's when you stop. And, you know, we've kind of been running since we were whatever, two years old, three years old, something like that. You take your first kind of running steps, and, and you know, it, 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 as an adult, what the heck do I need a, a coach for? And then, obviously, I've kind of changed my, my beliefs on that because I wouldn't, be a coach if I didn't think that there was some type of value in, in uh, what, what we all do. But um, from, from y'all's perspectives, and again, you, you can draw straws or uh, whatever you want to do to, to, you know, who goes, who goes first. But what would you say, you know, to, to that runner that I was, you know, whatever that was eight years ago, nine years ago, that would have said running coach, like that's, that's, that's ridiculous. Uh, what, what would you say kind of some of the benefits of, of potentially, not that anybody has to work with a coach, but uh, you know, what are some of the, the benefits of, of at least considering having uh, somebody help you with your training and your workouts and all that kind of good stuff. Well, I'll let you go first, Laura, since L comes before N. <laughs> okay. I'll go first then. Um, I feel like the biggest benefit of having a running coach is they're like a voice of reason in your head. All runners have this sort of impulsive voice. That's kind of like a little emperor Palpatine voice in their head. That's just like, do it, do it, <laughs> run harder, run faster all the time. And for a beginner runner that can lead to, like injury or I mean often it leads to injury because they're just like well I'm gonna just keep running faster every single time every run should be faster or something like that as a coach is the voice of reason that's like hey it's okay to run really slow some days it's okay to build your mileage really slow and we guide you through that and take the guesswork out and when you get into things like racing a coach is the voice of reason that's like hey maybe we don't sign up for like a marathon every month or something like that um and that's often, I mean, I find that for all levels, that just being the voice of reason, being there to be like, it's okay if you have a bad workout, the world's not over. Um, and helping an athlete just kind of understand how gradual growth is better mm. and to see, like help them see the forest, not just the trees. So I think that's the, the biggest benefit of a coach. There's lots of other little ones, but being that voice of reason. Yeah, I have to second that. Um, I find that quite a bit that my athletes and clients really just sort of want justification or they want you to tell them that it's okay to take a rest day or move their schedule around or um, just like Laura said, be a voice of reason. Um, we all know it. We've all been through that, especially when running is really exciting and you're newer to the sport, you'd sort of just get tunnel vision and you're like, I want to do all of the races and I have to run all of the miles. And we get this obsessive kind of mentality about running because it's exciting and it feels good. Um, and so sometimes to have a coach, regardless if you're a newer runner or um, a seasoned runner, having somebody else tell you that, you know, just chill out a little bit. It'll be, it'll be okay. And to listen to all of the crazy ideas that they have, um, and knowing that us as a coach, we understand mm -hmm. and we, we know that from their point of view as well. Yeah, I agree. I, and, and I, I think too, and, and something that I think y'all kind of were, we're very much getting at, but, you know, one thing that I think that, that we also can provide is a, a bit of, you know, kind of objectivity, if you will, like, you know, and, and we all have probably been there for our, for ourselves where, you know, when, when it's, when you're in the thick of it, when you're in the, you know, the, the deep into the training mode or you're deep into, you know, 
business side of things, whatever, like, like Laura said, it's easy to lose sometimes the forest for the trees. And so having, having somebody that has a little different perspective or that maybe isn't quite as attached to, um, exactly what's going on and, and can just kind of say, Hey, you know, have you thought about this? Or, um, you know, sometimes I find too, and, and I would love to, to hear if, if y'all see this sometimes with, with the athletes that you work with, where, you know, somebody will come to me with a, with a potential solution to a scheduling issue or uh, uh, spacing out of, of races. And when, when should I, you know, I want to do these races. What do you think? And whatever. And, and a lot of times, not all the time, but a lot of times I feel like the solution that they're proposing can be pretty complicated and complex. And then you go, well, what about, you know, just this real simple solution? You know, maybe it's just flip, flip-flopping days or, um, you know, running, running this race, you know, as, as more of just a, a long run or, or, or whatever, if, if, you know, not everybody can do that. Some people, if they want to run the race, they're going to hammer it. But like, you know, just offering a simple solution of like, what about this? Um, that just all of a sudden like helps everything to fall into place. Is that something that, that either of you have, or both maybe have, have seen as well? Oh, absolutely. And they just want, just like all of us, like we sometimes want a coach or they come to us because they don't want to do the back end work. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's why we are here is to give them that schedule. And sometimes just the act of trying to flip flop days can be so overwhelming and you can have all this guilt and you can just have all of this and you call us as a coach and just be like, I just can't put this in. I'm freaking out and stressing out and just be like, Hey, take a day or swap it, you know, and that can be really a game changer. I think, you know, one other point of, we talk about this, you know, all the time and us as runners, we know it, we all have to earn, like learn things the hard way. And it just seems like even when a coach, you have that, but I think having the confidence of having a coach that we can sit here and watch you do the thing that we said, Hey, maybe you shouldn't do it that way, you know, but you're going to do it anyway, sometimes, because that's just kind of the evolution of how we learn things and having your coach in your corner and being like, okay, well, now we're going to pick up the pieces and we're going to move on. You learned that lesson. <laughs> and now you know that I know <laughs> that, <clears throat> you know, I will be here for you or that, you know, maybe take some of that advice for the next time. <clears throat> I feel like coaches also just like Nora said, we take the guesswork out of it. And it's not just like moving around the days, but like, I think some athletes can get really almost like myopic and they can be like, well, this is the one workout that will make or break my race. And we're mm -hmm. like, you don't need to stress about whether you're doing kilometer or mile repeats like eight weeks out from your marathon. Like, and we take that burden off of them. And then that makes training easier for them because they'll, they'll waste so much energy that could be better spent on things like worrying about moving days around or worrying about which workout is quote unquote, the best one for X day. And we just, I've, I always hear that from athletes. They're like, mm -hmm so glad that I take the guesswork out. And even if they learn from me how to put together their training, like if they see what I'm doing and learn, they almost appreciate it more because of how much back end work I do and how much they just don't have to think about. And they just go and they run and they check the boxes off and, or they don't because bad runs happen. And then I let them know that's okay. Right. Right. Um, along the, along a similar line of, of, you know, benefits of, of coaching. Um, and I think this is, I'm, I'm sure, probably most everything we're going to talk about today are things that we've talked about on our Wednesday calls at, at various points along the way. Um, but you know, 
what about or what have you found to um to i don't know exactly how to quite phrase i'm i'm leading into it poorly but we're going to get there eventually i promise um <laughs> the the athletes that you've coached for for a while um you know multiple training cycles multiple races maybe multiple years um how how have you found your your relationship uh, as a coach, potentially as a friend, because I know, I know at least for me, and, I, and I, I'm pretty sure I know from our conversations that we've had, that sometimes those lines can get blurred a little bit after after a while, after really working with each other for with the same you know same folks for for uh, a long period of time. Um, but how have you how have you found that that um, helps? I'm gonna I'm gonna assume not hinders, but I guess maybe that could be a, a play a, a part of it as well. But but you know the the long term athletes that you've been been able to work with. Um, how, how have you found that relationship to play out in terms of the coaching side of things, maybe in terms of their, their growth and evolution as a runner? Um, cause I feel like the longer I'm with people, the more I'm able to, you know, we're thinking with the same brain, we're on the same page more often than not. It, it, I don't want to say that it becomes easy, but it's like, like the communication is crystal clear after a while. Cause we're just, we're just mm-hmm. thinking with the same brain most of the, most of the time. Um, is it, you know, how, how have you guys found that to, to be, uh, in your experience? I guess I'll go first. Um, I just realized um, actually this week that you say that um, I have a good handful of athletes that I've been working with for three or four years um, consistently. And that's so, that's so neat and so cool to see because I think back on where they were when we first started um, and majority of them are my friends. I mean, some of them have crewed me at races. I've, you know, stayed with them when I travel, um, and consider, you know, consider friends. And I think that that's really, I don't, yeah, I would say it helps. I don't say it hinders at all. I think that you can have a little bit more of a frank conversation. Um, I kind of talk like that anyway. So, you know, people know my coaching style that I'm not going to sugarcoat some things, but I think that that guesswork does get out of there. I can say to somebody like, what do you think you're, you know, what are you doing? Like you have to think about this differently or like, is this really a thing? Um, I think that there can be a little bit more of a straightforward conversation um, because you know each other and you know, your dynamic, um, and the things that get them excited. I think that that's really kind of, I just had a client call yesterday about, you know, a woman who didn't want to do any virtual runs. And she's like, I signed up for this one because I was excited about this. And the way that she read it, it didn't end up being the way that she wanted it to be. And I was like, nobody says you can't do that. Like, let's go with that excitement and continue that because we all know there hasn't been a lot of exciting things in 2020. <laughs> so <laughs> let's play on that. But I think that, creating that sort of friendship or that different level of coaching doesn't mean you can't have that with other athletes, but I've definitely had some people too work with me for a training cycle and then they, you know, take some time off and then they come back for a training cycle. And it's just like, you just take off, you know, where you left off and, um, it just adds another, another layer, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree with a lot of that. I have tons of athletes who I've been working with for three, four, yeah, three to four years now. And in addition to all that Nora said, I think one of the biggest benefits is that you really do get to like, not just learn them as a runner, but learn them as a person. And when you're coaching someone, you're coaching the person first and then the runner. So I have athletes who I've learned that like, 
during certain times of year when work is stressful or throughout this pandemic, we just have to approach things very differently. And I think, again, that's a huge benefit of a coach for them, but it like that communication and friendship we have, I know how things affect them more than would be transparent with like a first time athlete. And I can adjust and just sometimes also like when you're a coach and you're friends with your athletes, you see people go through a lot of crappy times. Like I've been there with athletes through things like miscarriages and family Mm -hmm. deaths. And you learn to like, you become someone who's not just like their running coach. You become someone who's like there to hold their hand through something that's just really crappy and that they might not want to talk about with a lot of people. Um, so I, I think that's one thing I really noticed. I wouldn't call it like a therapist, but you're just, mm-hmm. you're another friend that they can kind of like rest their head upon your shoulder or something. Yeah, I agree with that. I think that there's such a level of trust that mm-hmm. us runners have with each other and our, you know, us as a coach that they are more comfortable sharing some of that stuff that like maybe even their like closest inner, you know, inner circle mm-hmm. doesn't really know. I mean, there's a reason, you know, in ultra running that you run with somebody for three hours and they know your darkest, deepest secret mm-hmm. and you haven't even known their name, mm-hmm. you know, it's kind of that same thing. Yeah. And, 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 you know, I, I think that, that again, as, as the relationship builds, um, not only do we get to know the, the, like you said, Laura, the, 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 person first and then and then the runner uh second as far as how we're we're working with them and how we're approaching them um but but i think that there's also a a, at least i hope there's there's a a level of trust that builds up to where Mm -hmm. um you know people are able to be you know as as close to fully transparent and fully honest with with us as the coach knowing that you know because xyz is going on in, in their personal life or in their family life or in their their work life you know, maybe it's not a time to, to add a lot of structure or a lot of crazy workouts or a lot of volume or things like that. But not that they, they don't still benefit from having a coach, um, mm-hmm. but, but you know, just knowing that the dynamics are different and that they can trust that we're not going to, you know, we're not going to come on on this call and, and spill anybody's dirty <laughs> secrets or, or not dirty secrets, but anybody's, you know, open any closets and, 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 and kind of reveal anything that that is personal. Um because because there's that level of trust and that that you know we really are hopefully a, a team you know we're, we're two people working towards the same goal as far as you know what we do as coaches to help our athletes um reach their goals and so so yeah i think that that's that those are some some really good points um and and one thing you said there nora about um ultra running and and you know kind of uh you know the, the amount of time that you might spend with somebody out on the road or out on the trail typically the trail but i know i know you from from previous conversations prefer the road a little bit more than the trail sometimes um but uh you know kind of along those those lines of of you know different maybe it's not really long lines maybe we're, we're i'm trying to create a transition here that's not really there so we're just let's just lean into it and, and change course a little bit um but but obviously you know there's there's no shortage of of running coaches out there and and there's a lot of folks um, each, each of us even that have some different strengths different weaknesses different ways of of doing things different ways of going about um, how we coach and and maybe uh, kind of some of our, you know a lot of overlap in our philosophies but but our Venn diagram isn't a circle uh, that's that's for sure so um, you know when when it comes to to finding you know maybe somebody listening right now is is kind of thinking about a coach, maybe thinking about, you know, 2021, it'd be nice to have some of that guidance and some of that guesswork, take some of that guesswork out, out of it that, that we've already talked about. Um, what, what's your, your take or your advice to somebody thinking about 
finding a coach and, and, and hopefully recognizing beforehand that not all coaches, even though they may have the same credentials, the same level of experience, are necessarily the right fit for each individual person. Um, you know, how, how, do, how do you kind of, um, you know, figure out if, if somebody who's coming to you um, might be a good fit or maybe, you know, maybe you can kind of tell from the beginning that eh, maybe this isn't the best, the best situation or, or how would you encourage somebody to figure out the right coach for them? Um, if they're, if they're at that beginning part of, of looking for, uh, looking at, looking at maybe getting a coach. Yeah. I would just tell them to like reach out to the coach and try to just see if you can talk to them first. I, for like all my athletes, all training levels, I do like a free non-binding initial consultation where we just get on the phone for like half an hour and chat. And I think that half an hour can be really revealing for both coach and athlete. And for the athlete, like if you get on the phone and you're talking with the coach and you're like, this isn't the right person for me, there's no shame in them being like, I don't want to sign up for coaching. Like I've had people who have been really transparent and they're like, I'm interviewing five coaches right now. And they Mm -hmm. end up not choosing me. They choose someone who's better for them. And that's really great that they went through that process and took that consideration, like all those factors of consideration into account. So yeah, that's what I would say. Reach out, see if you can talk to them. And within probably like 30 minutes of actually like being on the phone or uh, Skype, whatever, like whether it's in person or just audio, like you'll figure it out and don't hesitate to ask like any and all questions. Like I have some people who want to know about my credentials. I have some people who want to know about like my hobbies because they (laughs) want to make sure that like I'm a person who kind of like meshes with the lifestyle they have. So like, yeah, I'm sure there's questions that would be too invasive, but like get to know them as a person also like ask them personal questions make sure they're a personality you like yeah I mean I would second that for sure I mean I always encourage somebody you know sends me an inquiry I always try to schedule a phone call um if they're local you know a meetup which is harder to do now um but I think that talking to somebody live just like Laura said is really eye-opening for both you know the person looking for coaching and us as coaches, um, hearing face to face, um, the philosophy and the way that you coach is important. I would say if you are an athlete looking for a coach, um, it doesn't hurt to talk to multiple people. You know, you get reviews or you get recommendations from your friends or they have a coach, talk to different people and maybe have a list of questions that you want, you know, when, before you get on the call and something that, you know, things that are important to you, if, you know, being able to change your schedule on a whim is something that you really, that really is important to you because you have a flexible work schedule, you know, asking that, you know, of your coach and how, how they work that, what training, you know, platforms that they use, what's the communication is, are you locked into something? Because some coaches do, they lock you into stuff. Um, and just kind of ask those kind of questions. And just like Laura said previously, we're coaching the person first mm-hmm. and, and then the running comes. So just, and don't be afraid to have those kind of conversations. Um, and you will, like Laura said, you'll find out pretty quickly um, if you mesh or not. Um, and it could come from us as the coach too. You know, you may be into it and it could be us as the coach and be like, I'm sorry, but you know, I don't think that we're going to work out at that time. And that's okay mm-hmm. because there is a coach out there for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I totally, totally agree with all of that. And, um, uh, 
you know, talking about kind of some of the differences. I know, uh, Nora, that, that you do um, something that's different than, than both Laura and I, and that you, you do a lot, not, not exclusively, but you do a lot of, of coaching local runners that so you run with them and, and, um, you know, some, I guess I don't know this, but I assume maybe that, you know, meeting at, at, uh, you know, four o'clock in the morning, five o'clock in the morning, banging on the door, get your butt out of bed. Let's go. We're going to go, we're going to go run. Um, so, so I guess, you know, all that to, to say kind of, um, you know, finding the right fit for you and, and, you know, nor from, from your perspective, um, having a, a coach in person, you know, what, what is, what, obviously there's pros and cons of everything, but, but what's, what's your, I don't know, pitch or, 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 uh, you know, thought on, on doing it in person versus, and then we'll get to, to Laura, maybe kind of to having more of a, of an online approach and, and kind of just kind of some of the differences, maybe the benefits, maybe that's, that's what I'm going for as far as, okay. as, as benefits of, of, from your perspective as a coach that's in person. And then, you know, Laura, uh, you can kind of speak for both of us, I guess, as far as more of some of the, the online pluses and minuses, things like that of online only. Yeah. I mean, so I do virtual and I do in person and, um, that's something that I really wanted. That was what really wanted me to be a running coach, um, was to work in person with people. I know for myself, I respond well to sort of that kind of drill sergeant type, uh, method. Um, just having somebody with me and I don't, I don't do that for all of my clients, but there are some clients who really thrive on somebody with them doing a hard workout, encouraging them, you know, really pushing them to their limit. Um, and I have other clients who I run with because they like the company. They want somebody to run with um, twice a week. And, you know, we that's where you really get to know a person, you know, their family, you know, everything else, you know, I have other clients that I run with because they really are focused on mechanics. And when you're with them, you can see their form, you can see how they're doing, I can notice when something is off. Um, and it really, we all know that we work harder when we run with somebody else. Mm -hmm. We always push harder. If you have my reviews to do, and you were going to do them on yourself, if you have your coach, or somebody else with you, you were going to push that extra heart, you know, extra little bit. Um, and that's really appealing to a lot of people. So um, I travel, um, not currently because COVID restrictions, um, but, you know, I will travel up to two hours, you know, one way to run with a client. Um, and I think that that extra little touch just really benefits, you know, everyone and it comes into play, you know, if they also have a race that's local, like I'll be there because in most cases I'm the only person, you know, we all know runners who are our friends or who are our clients who don't have a supportive network mm -hmm. and they show up to a race alone. And when you have your coach there, like that's awesome. Right. Um, so I think with virtual coaching, the, the benefit is I work with a lot of people who are busy. Like mm. people are just busy nowadays, but they have kids, they have a job that's demanding and they're really dedicated to their training. You know, marathon training is very time consuming. And I think for them, the benefit of a virtual coach is that they can communicate with me on their schedule. Mm -hmm. Um, they can shoot me an email or a message at whatever time works for them. And I'll look at a time that works for me. Um, but they have their schedule and they don't have to worry about like squeezing in meetings with a running group or something. Um, you know, I have a lot of people who train at like 5am or 
7 p.m. at night or lunch work break, whatever works for them. So I think that's the huge benefit. I think the other thing with virtual coaching that's really beneficial, almost circling back to what we were talking about with finding the right coach for you, is it like you're not limited by your location. I coach people who are in, you know, the Pacific Northwest, who are in New York, who are in England or, you know, Central Europe, um, Myanmar even. So like they have that freedom to find me as a coach, even though I can't work with them in person. I also live in a, a smaller area. So virtual coaching, or I, I would say I live in a small city, but virtual coaching opens up more for me living in little Northwest Indiana, where it's a town of like 30,000 people. Um, so the benefit goes that way as well. Um, it was really nice because when I li- used to live in Seattle and then I moved, I was just able to carry all my coaching clients with mm-hmm. me because they were all virtual and there was very little change for most of them. Like some of them, then I didn't see them in person anymore at their races, but we still stay in touch. Um, so I think that's the big benefit of virtual coaching. There is like, you do miss out on things like your coach being able to be there for races, but we live in a day and age where at least you can track people and text them and stay in contact in relatively real time. Yeah. And and again, it just goes back to figuring out what you want and need in, in your coach, right? Like if, if you would benefit from having somebody to run with you, then maybe you're looking for somebody local. Um, and if you, if you're, you know, kind of want some of that, uh, checking in and, and some structure and somebody to bounce ideas off of, but you're, you're good to get out in the mornings or in the evenings or on your lunch break or whenever. And, and you're, you're good to go and you don't necessarily need to, to worry about lineup schedules and maybe a, a virtual coach is the right thing. And I'm sure that there's folks that are more hybrids too, that, that, you know, and even, even, you know, I know you, you kind of, you know, you might run with somebody once every couple of weeks, but you're still coaching them, obviously not just when you're running with them. So it's some in person and, and some virtual as well. Uh, it's all about kind of finding the, the right, the right thing for you. And then, you know, I, me being virtual and then, and then also kind of having, um, I guess kind of different niches within the different styles. So, you know, I, I think that I, if I'm painting with a broad brush, although I'm going to give you all a chance to, to define your, your niche a little bit more as well, but you know, nor you're definitely in my mind, at least you're definitely more of the, um, the, the ultra runner, uh, you know, like, like, you know, I think that it's something where I don't know if I roll my eyes because I do it too, but I, you know, as running coaches, we all kind of say like, Oh yeah, you know, we will work with anybody and we'll help you get your goals and, and customize to, to what you, what you want and need. Um, yet we all kind of have our own, our own little areas of, of either because it's what we do running wise or, or whatever, where we may be a little bit more expertise wise. Um, and, and so, you know, I think of, of Nora as more of the ultra runner, me as kind of the, the heart rate guy, um, kind of the effort-based training. Um, and I think of, of Laura as more of kind of the, the professional young mother demographic blogger, kind of the mom blogger mm-hmm. area of, of kind of, uh, not mom blogger, but, but that type of, of demographic of, of young professional family oriented woman looking to maintain her running and, and improve her running as well, um, is, is kind of right, right up, uh. Laura's alley, but maybe I'm, I'm mistaken. So what would you guys classify as kind of your, um, area of expertise or area of, of focus of kind of, you know, the, the ideal runner that would be, uh, looking for a coach, who would you say your, your ideal athlete would happen to be? Yeah, I'll, I'll go first with that one. Um, so I definitely do have work mostly with what I would categorize as like, you know, 20 to 60 years old, family oriented working professionals, men, mostly women, but a lot of men also. Um, but I do specialize in working with like pregnant and postpartum athletes. Um, and kind of, I kind of have my 
own philosophy based on my experience um, of that, where I'll work with people training through even like literally the day they're giving birth. I've scheduled runs for people like before their induction and stuff. Um, and I do mostly road racing, 5K to marathon. Um, I do work with some people who dabble in trails and I think we all get those people who do enough marathons and they're like, what if I went a little bit further? (laughs) And so I've done a good share of 50 Ks, but nothing over the 50 K. I definitely am not experienced like Nora is in ultra territory. Um, and I would say most people I work with are almost the type who need a coach to like rein them back a little. Mm -hmm. I think the personality type that grow like deep that picks me is very goals driven and I kind of help mellow that out so that we can actually achieve the goals. Um, the other thing I noticed is not that this is like a huge demographic, but I think a lot of runners do struggle with things like anxiety or chronic pain or stuff. And I've noticed a lot of people kind of, maybe it's just the demographic that there's a lot of runners overall who deal with that, but I work with a good amount of people with that. And I think kind of my more balanced approach really helps them. Cause I'm the type of coach who's like, we're not worrying about like hitting an exact split in a workout. We're just focusing on the consistent long-term sustainable growth. And sometimes sustainability is means taking a week off. So, um, yeah, that's kind of a long summary of my coaching <laughs> approach. It's perfect. Yeah. I mean, I think I would overall agree with you, Denny. Um, I definitely, especially out of our little group here, you know, um, have a lot of ultra athletes and, you know, that's my sweet spot. Um, I guess I would say, um, yeah, most, most of the demographic that comes for me are looking at, you know, they've been either running for a while and they want to venture into the longer distances or get faster, um, at something at a longer distance. I actually have a quite, quite a big group of like road marathoners also um, because I do have that under my belt as well as, you know, a, being a faster marathoner. So, you know, road, road marathon. So um, there's also, you know, running a hundred miles and running a marathon are very similar mentally. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they really kind of come hand in hand. It also comes with some of that, like, well, if I can run 26, like I can run a 50 K. Right. So, you know, I remember I have one athlete who's been with me for a long time and we used to run together when they lived here. He, you know, he raced five K's and he was just like, I'm not interested in running that. Well, then he moved to the coast and you know, he's primarily in ultra distance now on trails. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, it's funny how, how that can change and how life can change and, you know, uh, things like that. But I would say definitely, you know, um, looking to get faster and ultra distances. Um, I think experience comes in a lot when you're looking at a coach as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you're not going to hire somebody for a hundred miler if they're a half marathon or like, to me, that doesn't make sense um, because they don't have that experience. Oh, yeah, totally. Like, no one hire me, please. For <laughs> That's where Laura would say, I'm sorry, but no. Yeah. my friend Laura. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, there's definitely something something to that, to having some of that experience and kind of having an idea, which is, which, you know, talking talking about me and y'all, you know, that listen are sick of hearing me talk about heart rate training, I know. But, like, you know, that was kind of why I went down that road was to kind of learn about it. And then, uh, lo and behold, I, I believe in it enough that I don't stop 
talking about it. So you're going to, you know, keep listening to the show. And you're going to keep hearing me talk about training smart, running easy most of the time, uh, at least <laughs> what I would classify as smart, running easy most of the time, listening to your body, uh, all that good stuff. But uh, shifting gears a little bit, ladies, um, you know, obviously something that, that, you know, has, has come up a couple times today as far as the, the pandemic and, and 2020 and, and COVID and, and lack of races and, and all of, all of the things that, um, that, that we've talked a lot about on our, on our Wednesday calls over the last six plus months. And, and I know we've, we've all talked to our, our athletes about it as well, but, um, you know, just, just kind of would, would love to hear your thoughts on, um, you know, for, for, for the runners that, that don't have a coach, but that are, are struggling a little bit with, um, you know, whether it's, it's virtual race fatigue, uh, or, maybe a dip in the motivation because, you know, they, they like racing and there hasn't been a whole lot of races to train for in the last, uh, several months. And, and we're, you know, even the most optimistic among us would, would probably have to realistically say we're still probably another, you know, three to five to six months away before races is, is you know, in the best case scenario, a, a real, you know, regular thing where you can find, you know, you can find a race just about whatever re- weekend you want. Um, you know, how, how, how would you, help those folks or advice for those folks and, and maybe similar things that you've shared with your athletes that you've talked to over the, you know, over the last six plus months, uh, as far as, as continuing to run, continuing to train and, and, and adapting to running in the world of, uh, of COVID-19 and in, in the year 2020. Yeah. I think that each individual is, is different. Right. And this is where coaching them for a little bit kind of comes into play. We have to weigh all their whole life, right? It's not just the running. And that's something that I tell my clients, like, yes, running is a part of your life, but it is not your life. Um, It's a compliment. And it can also be, you know, a mental health saver, especially during this time. So, you know, some of the conversations I had with some of my clients was, you know, what is important during this time? Is it that you need to move your body and you need to get out because you're going to stay sane with your children at home and Zoom meetings all day and your spouse who's also working right next to you all day long when they're normally gone four days a week? So, you know, just kind of trying to figure out what their balance, um, what their balance is. You know, I do have some clients who have thrived during this have all the time. I mean, I had a client run a solo hundred miler, Mm. you know, she just like, (laughs) she knocked it out of the park. And she even said, she's like, I expected to be burnt out. And she's like, I have an even bigger fire. Mm. So like, there are some people who are thriving. There are other people who have gotten an injury for the first time in three years because their cortisol levels are elevated and they are stressed out, you know, moving, taking new jobs, everything's up in the air. And so it's really person by person and just really kind of having kind of that, like come to Jesus meeting, right? Like where it's like, what is important and what should we focus on? And sometimes for some people, it's like, maybe we just need to take a break. You know, maybe it's like, take these next couple months, focus on your family, focus on this stuff and we'll resume when that calendar flips to 2021, because we're all going to feel better. Or it's like, let's focus on training, you know, weight training or, you know, these other shorter distances or, you know, personal bests or things like that. It really is athlete specific, but really being patient. I mean, we've all had to be patient with ourselves too. Um, And giving yourself a little bit of grace and just being like, you know what you, I mean, 
I was gonna say stay in your pajamas, but let's be real, we've all been in our pajamas for months. So like we have the sweatpants and the long sweatpants. That, so, that's why I work from home, Nora, so that I don't have to put on anything but running shorts ever. I know, right? no joke. I know. I know. But those are venturing out into the into the world now. So like <laughs> You know, and sometimes it can be as simple as like, go take a shower and do your hair and put some real pants on and, you know, schedule a harder workout or, you know, so it really, it really is, you know, client, client by client and, you know, little reward systems have been working well, um, you know, personal rewards, like, you know, get a coffee delivered or, you know. Um, I think that the big key too, like Laura was saying previously, oh, is consistency has been a huge, a huge thing for people right now, especially, you know, myself, like we all want to go into the new year when races come up in shape mm-hmm. and, you know, have that good base so that it doesn't take five months to get back into, you know, a half marathon or a marathon. It takes six to eight weeks right. because the work, majority of the work is done. Yeah, that's a lot of what I've been doing with my athletes is really work, working on developing this multifaceted mind-body base, I guess. So, I mean, I've had people have been doing virtual races or they're like, hey, coach, I want to do a 10K time trial. That's been a really popular one, 10K time trials, I think, because they're just enough of a challenge on your own. But for most of my athletes, we've been doing stuff like lots of easy miles, but then stuff like strides and lots of hill sprints to really work on that economy without breaking down their bodies. Because as the pandemic has gone on, like, I mean, I've seen people get the weirdest injuries because they're just so stressed. Um, so we've been kind of keeping like intensity under control. Um, and then I've been really encouraging my athletes to work on what they feel like is a weakness of outside of running. So if it's, you need to strength train more now is a great time when you're running easy miles get in the gym, lift something heavy for a lot of my athletes who are having just incredible stress with the pandemic. I've been really encouraging to find a way to get yoga into your running routine. What, even if that means running slightly less right now, even if it means we swap a run day for a yoga day, go do that and make sure you're taking care of your mental health. And so, so like some of my athletes plans will literally be easy run yoga, easy run with strides, yoga. It's mm-hmm. like a mental health training plan. Um, so that's kind of been my approach. And I, I mean, I see a lot of athletes have just over time, huge responses to little things like an hour easy plus five hill sprints, you know, five 20 second hill sprints. You do that long enough and your body really changes its responses. And it almost seems to be like they come out stronger than they would if we had just pounded them away with hard workouts during this stressful time. Yeah. And I think giving them just a little bit of flexibility. I mean, every couple of weeks, you know, most of my athletes get a choose your own adventure run. Mm -hmm. Like you get an hour, do what you want. Like you need to go fast. You need to go slow. You want to take that as a walk, like, and kind of throwing those days in, like, you know, we call, just like you said, Laura, like we call them like a, a mental health day. Like if you don't want to do anything today, like that's okay too, you know? And sometimes, you know, Sometimes that gets to be a week of do, you know, do what you want this week. I can tell you need it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. When, when you have some folks, um, or maybe when you have it in your own life where you need that week to, to not really do much, much running, um, 
because I feel like this is a conversation I've had with with various folks over the the, the pandemic time um, of like, yeah, take take a week off, take ten days off, or or kind of choose your own adventure for for a, you know four or five days, and if that's nothing, that's nothing. Um, but the concern always comes to, well, I don't want to lose. I don't want to lose all the fitness that I've built, you know, like, like I want to, I want to maintain it. Um, and, and folks that are listening have probably heard me, you know, talk about this before and, and they tend to maybe uh, mute me a little bit. So let's, let's get a couple different voices. Um, when it comes to taking, taking a few days off, taking a week off, taking maybe even dare I say it a couple weeks or a month off, like, like how detrimental is that really? When you look at the big picture in terms of running fitness and running goals to take, uh, take a little break once in a while. Yeah. I mean, from a physiological perspective, you're not going to see much dent in your fitness until you get to like two weeks off. And even then it's not significant. Like there's that whole ease of maintenance principle where it's always easier to like get back into it than it was to build it up the first time. You're not going to lose five years of fitness in two weeks. But my concern always with athletes is when they're starting to like show that sign that they need a week off and they keep plowing through it if you don't take that week off and you just keep plowing through it, you're eventually going to have to take like two months off because right. you broke something or like you're all of a sudden going to hit this point where you're so burnt out that you don't run for several months. And so it's kind of that, that trade off. And it's, it's just like after a marathon, but you know, no one's running marathons right now or most people aren't, <laughs> right. um, is you take the week off to save you months off later. And yeah. I really think that's true. Oh, sorry. No, I absolutely agree with that. I mean, that's why in training and you see us, like we have macro cycles and micro cycles and you have a buildup and a cutback. Mm -hmm. Like you're not going to lose, lose that. And just like Laura said, you know, outside of two weeks, it's very incremental. But if you don't take it and you are ignoring all of the signs that your body is giving you, you're going to be ending up taking way much, you know, way more time. Uh, than you initially planned. And how frustrating is that, right? That like, you're so burnt out, and then you take a couple days off, and you're like, that's going to be good. And then you keep running, and you're just like, oh, maybe I get slightly injured. And then you try to come back a couple days later, and you're still injured. And you do this yo-yo effect for six weeks, when if you took a week off, mm -hmm. you'd be back in two. Mm -hmm. So listen to Denny when he says it. <laughs> <laughs> and I feel like it's worth noting for people listening that this is something we as coaches practice ourselves. Like it's not just something we're telling people to do. Like, so I had COVID in August and it's been back and forth since then. And I've been generous in like, if I need a week off because my body still feels the lingering effects of it, I give myself that week off and like, I'm nowhere near what I was doing before, but I really think those weeks off have kept me from like backsliding into like nothing. Like I've actually been able to finally improve my paces after having COVID and you wouldn't think that taking 10 days off would help with that, but it did. Yeah. And, and one point to add to that, that, that yes, we, we in theory are, are good at following our own advice and taking some time off, but we all, I, I, I'll speak for me at least. I also struggle sometimes with taking my own advice and taking a little <laughs> bit of time off. So, um, you know, don't, I don't know. The, the, the ladies might, uh, might, might be uh, perfect on that front, but I'll, I'll, I'll certainly, uh, admit to struggling ones. Like we, we tr I strive to practice what I preach, but I don't always, uh, you know, make it happen. Like, uh, like I would like to, um, I, I, yeah. I just want to say something about that quick. If you have a hard time doing that, I think I have found from like other clients and stuff, like mute certain people on your social media, mm. 
you know, that really helps. If you have some people that you're like really following and they maybe don't make you feel the best about them yourself or like you're always trying to compare yourself to them or you have like a running friend that like you really only talk about running and you need some, t- sometimes that is the, is the catalyst, you know, of knowing you need to take some time off mm-hmm. um, if you're getting a little bit, you know, worked up about that stuff. So if you need to take that time to kind of reset and you're just feeling worn down, like mute those people. You can do it on Instagram. You know, you can mute them for a short period of time um, and just, you know, kind of put that boundary up with like some of your running friends and be like, hey, I'm just, you know, I'm going to lay low this week or, you know, we'll chat in a couple weeks um, because sometimes even taking that pressure off can can help people like Denny who have a hard time <laughs> or other people who just really feel then guilty for taking that time. Right. right. Yeah. That, that's, that's a great point. And then, and one other thing that I want to add to to the mix a little bit when it comes to trying to, to be okay with taking a little bit of a break, not running for uh, a somewhat extended period of time is that, you know, when we've talked uh, a little bit about, you know, at least it takes a couple of weeks before you really start to have any detraining impact, uh, you know, loss of fitness and whatnot. It's important to remember that, that in those situations, it's really, um, you know, if you're not doing anything for a couple of weeks, like, yes, then you're going to lose some fitness, but depending on what's going on, what, you know, whether it's an injury, whether it's burnout, whether it's life, whatever it is, you know, if you're still able to do some walking or get on the bike or do some, some mm-hmm. yoga or d- do something, some type of activity that, that doesn't aggravate anything that's, that's going on, um, your timeline before you really have a noticeable loss of fitness can ex- extend dramatically. And, and sure, if you don't run for a month, but you're doing all kinds of cross training and whatnot, like there's f- first few runs back might be a little bit tough. Like, you, you know, your body hasn't had the, the jarring forces of running for a while, but from a fitness perspective, you're not going to lose much and your body's going to remember how to run pretty darn quickly when you get back to it. So, um, you know, again, yes, you know, you might lose a little bit of running fitness if you don't run for a while, but if you're doing other stuff, your overall fitness is going to hardly take a dent and then you're going to get back up to speed in, in relatively no time, uh, from where you were when you took that break. So if you need it, take it. It's not, uh, it's not the end of the world. I promise. Um, so ladies, as we're getting, getting close to, to wrapping up, um, we'd love to just kind of touch on for at least a, a couple minutes, um, on kind of our Wednesday calls in, in general. Um, you know, it's, it's, we've been doing it now. I, I was kind of thinking, I, you know, I think in the interest every three and a half or four years, but I think it's probably closer to four and a half years as, as where we are in the calendar. And I think we started kind of summer ish of, of 2016. So it's, it's, it's been a minute, um, that, that we've been doing these things. Um, you know, and, and maybe this is less for, for the folks listening more just for, for my, uh, amusement, but uh, you know what, what have what have you seen or, or the benefits? I mean, you know we we've been doing it basically every week for you know somewhere between four and four and a half years. Uh, hope that that means that everybody sees that it's it's valuable and beneficial and helpful. Um, but but you know what what, do you, what would you say has been um, you know takeaways or or benefits or or why do we you know why do we keep on keeping on at this point? Um, I guess that's that's the question. But you know, what what is the benefit of our of our weekly mastermind coaches getting together and talking shop? And um, aren't we competitors? And, and shouldn't we be cutthroating each other instead of trying to help each other out? Like like what's what's the benefit of the call from from y'all's perspective? Um, okay, so um, I think. Oh, okay, sorry about that noise. No um, so I think the biggest benefit is probably, you know, in a lot of careers you have 
guided education amongst your peers. You know, you go to college or you have mentorships and we don't really get that in run coaching. So having a mastermind group kind of gives that benefit of having exposure to other people's methods, um, people to bounce ideas off of stuff like that. Um, it's almost like how we as coaches keep our athletes from getting too much in their own heads. Having a mastermind of other coaches kind of keeps you from getting too much in your own head about like the way you see it. It exposes you to other ideas. It helps you become a more well-rounded coach. It's also nice when you work from home and you're by yourself all day or with your dogs and your toddler all day to talk to other humans in your career field because I don't know about you guys, but my dogs don't really give good advice for run coaching. <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, I would definitely, you know, I would definitely say that it's also like <clears throat> we kind of take on a little bit of that athlete role within each other of like, okay, please tell me I'm not the only one who's experiencing this. Like, you know, how, do, how would you handle a situation like this? And really, you know, we've had some fun things. I mean, this whole podcast came from, a, you know, a mastermind group, mm -hmm. you know, conversation and, you know, marketing decisions and how we do things and just kind of like talking about it. I mean, a lot of things have happened in time, you know, we have moved, you know, switched states, like we had a baby, I got divorced, <laughs> like, you know, racing distances, like a lot of things, you know, have happened. And it's, you know, like Laura said, it, it's something nice to, to look forward to um, knowing that sometimes we just have a conversation mm -hmm. and we just shoot the shit, you know, right. and other times it's like, the time passes so fast because we're all engaged in a certain topic. Um, and I don't know if Danny mentioned this, but like each week we do this, one of us is in sort of like the hot seat. So one of us gets to kind of be like, ask the questions and then, you know, respond. Not so much these days, but that used to be our format. Yeah. And it's, it's been, it's been, it's been great. And, and I think that, um, you know, kind of, tying it back into to some of the coaching stuff that we've talked about. I think that, that maybe, and maybe I'm, 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 uh, you know, taking too big, big of a leap here, but I think that sometimes by, by, uh, for our, our athletes, it can be beneficial because they kind of in certain situations can get kind of three coaches in one because mm -hmm. we've all, we've all had instances over the years where it's like, Hey, I've got this athlete that's, that's doing X or struggling with Y and, I'm, you know, I've tried everything that I can think of to help with resolve that situation and it's not working. Um, do you guys have any, any suggestions or any advice or, or anything that, that you know, have you had a similar experience and, and before anybody freaks out, we're not sharing, you know, any type of, of personal details. We're not sharing names. We're not sharing, you know, whatever it's, it's, I've got the guy who's doing this or the lady who's doing that. And then, um, we're able to kind of keep, keep tabs and offer some, some advice and, 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 you know, hopefully help each other out, help each other's athletes out. So it's, it's kind of, a, a it's been, a, it's been a, an awesome thing and obviously getting to be, you know, getting to know y'all and, and friendships that have really deepened and, and blossomed. And, and, uh, um, it's been, it's been something that, that again, I look forward to as well. And, and as much as I like talking to the dog because she doesn't talk back, it is nice to have some folks that, that do talk back once in a while and, and can call me on my crap when it's, uh, when it's required, which is, probably more often than uh, I care to admit. So, uh, so yeah, it's, it's been, it's been good and, and hopefully helpful for y'all, uh, as much as it's been, been helpful for me. I do. I want to tell Danny too, that, or, you know, mention that 
we do celebrate our athletes, you know, yes, like our their successes as well. Like we don't just like say this is happening, help me. It's sort of like we talk about like, hey, remember this person that we talked about? Like this is where they're at. Like isn't that awesome, mm-hmm. you know? Or like this person's doing, you know, you know that one person was doing this. Like so there's a lot of, you know, behind the scenes celebration mm-hmm. for those clients as well. Absolutely. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, that's how we start out. Like every call is like, mm-hmm. who did what this weekend? And it's like, yay, this person achieved their goal finally or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Lots, lots of good stuff that happens in the, uh, the Wednesday calls and, and certainly just, just giving you all a little glimpse of that t- today, but, uh, definitely a, a good thing that happened. So as we're, as we're wrapping up, we're not going to do a, a proper philosophical question today. We'll save that for another time. But, uh, if, if you guys are listening and, and you're like, man, I kind of like, you know, I like Nora's philosophy or Laura's philosophy and, and uh, you want to maybe kind of find out a little bit more about what they've got going on and, and any type of, of deals or anything like that. Ladies, I'll, I'll just turn it over to each of you. Um, best places to get in touch, anything that uh, um, that you want to offer, anything like that from a coaching perspective, whatever it might be, uh, have at it. Floor is, floor is yours. Go ahead, Laura. Okay. Um, so you can reach me at my website, lauranorrisrunning.com. Um, there'll be like a coaching tab on there and that'll guide you to a contact form, or you can message me over Instagram at lauranorrisrunning. Um, I offer like at the start of every new year, a two week trial for athletes to like no commitment tryout coaching. If it's not for you, then you got two weeks of coaching guidance and hopefully you gain something from that. Um, so if you're interested in that, contact me because we're actually coming close to the new year. It is finally almost the end of 2020. And so far, like the world has not imploded. Um, so that's what I would say. And again, like if you just want to chat and have a consult call just to see, reach out to me again, no commitment. Um, I just always like talking with runners. It's not a waste of anyone's time. People always worry that, but it's not. Um, yeah. Was that everything for the question? Yep. Yes. Yes. Uh, yeah, so um, you can reach me at my website. So that's teambirdtraining.com. Same with Laura. There's a coaching tab at the top. Um, there's also a contact form. Um, and I will most likely schedule a phone call uh, with you and see what's going on. Um, I'm offering, generally I do something similar to Laura where I offer two weeks. Um, but right now I am doing, um, you sign up for coaching in January. Um, and if you commit to two months, you get 15% off each month. Um, so um, also, you know, to put that out there, like I don't have a, you know, I don't auto bill people. You're not locked into a contract. Um, sometimes it takes a whole month to get to know somebody and their coaching style. Um, and sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. So um, same thing, like no hard feelings if it doesn't work, but that's what I'm offering 15% off uh, starting January. Um, I know I'm excited and the other people I'm working with, um, to see that calendar flip over to 2021. Um, I think it will be good for a lot of people. So <laughs> mm-hmm. um, if you're interested, you can do that. Um, my Instagram is also NCMB2323. I will spare you the phonetic uh, <laughs> <laughs> rigor role that Denny did at the beginning, but you'll be able to find me pretty, pretty easily. You can even, I think, search team bird training and it'll come up as well. Yeah. Yeah. And if, if obviously guys, if, if you're, um, 
out on the go, you want to find them. I mean, the show notes will have everything linked up as per usual. And you can always send me, send me a message on any of the socials and say, Hey, what was, what was, you know, Nora's stuff or what was Laura's stuff? And I'll, I'll point you in their direction as well. No, no worries there. And I'll, I'll even get on board the, uh, the, the deal train, if you will, which is not something I, I do very often, but, um, anywhere between, you know, when, when you're hearing this and, uh, the end of, of January, 2021, if you want to, if you want to take your, you know, dip dip your toes in the, in either of my coaching options of of the coterie or one to one, I'll give you the first two weeks for free. Um, but you can't sign up through the website for that because it's a special link. So let me know. Reach out, e- email, social media, whatever, and say, hey, I heard the I heard the call. Uh, I wanted I wanted to try it out for two weeks, and I'll give you the the link and all the details, and we'll go from there. So, um, so yeah. Anything else for any of y'all that you want to say before we wrap this one up today? All right, y'all, disruns.com slash 900 for the show notes for today, all the links, all the good stuff. Um, and uh, Miss Nora, Miss Laura, thank you for uh, for joining us today. Appreciate y'all, appreciate your friendship and your uh, help with, with all of the things over the last few years and looking forward to uh, hopefully many more uh, years of, of good coaching and good friendship and uh, whatever the future may hold for, for all of you. Right back at you. Yeah, thank you. All right. Guys, thank you so much for taking the time to listen to today's episode of the show. A little different than usual, but hopefully you enjoyed it and uh, hopefully enjoyed the conversation today between uh, myself and uh, two good friends of mine, uh, Miss Miss Laura Norris and Miss Norbird. Uh, and as per usual, be curious to know what what stood out to you from today's conversation. What was what was your takeaway from uh, kind of getting a little peek behind the the curtain at uh, our weekly? something along the lines of what our weekly calls kind of look like. Uh, for me, you know, it, it kind of comes down to uh, something I feel like I've said before, although maybe I, I'm not as, um, you know, just just quite as open and, and upfront about this. But when it comes to, to working with a coach, if that's something that you're thinking about now, something you've tried in the past, something you're, you're thinking maybe about for the future, maybe you're not thinking about it now, but maybe it comes up somewhere down in the future. Maybe just kind of stick this one away and, and something to remember is that, you know, I think that, that a lot of times the the relationship uh, that, that you're able to form with, with a coach that you might be thinking of is arguably the most important thing. You know, I mean, obviously you want a coach who knows a few things and, and uh, maybe maybe knows what they're doing, right? If you're going to if you're going to pay somebody to help you with your training and help you work towards your goal, having somebody that 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 can help you is, is obviously important. But, um, the, the thing that's, that is kind of maybe my takeaway from this is that Nora and Laura and I, I mean, we're all obviously different. We, we have different experiences. We have different, uh, strengths, different weaknesses, different areas that we're really, really comfortable and confident in different areas where maybe we're a little bit more like, eh, you know, maybe this isn't the right situation, uh, for, for us to be the coaches for. Uh, and obviously we have different personalities. Like, like we're just different. All right. But, but I'm, I'm here to say, and I, and I mean this 100%, um, that in no way, shape, or form do I think that I'm a better coach than either of, of them. Okay. Um, hopefully, I think I'm about on par with them. I think I think we're all pretty pretty equal. I think we all uh, do a pretty good job for the the athletes that we work with. But I think that that again, in, in each of our cases, and, and I'll, I'll um, try not to speak too much for for them at this point. Uh, but but I think I can I can pretty comfortably say that you know we all tend to to really work well uh, with the the athletes that we have, the people that we coach that we jive with, you know, 
even more so beyond just the, here's your workout and, and here's what I need, you know, here's what, what, what you're going to do for your, your running this week. Uh, you know, like we talked about earlier, building this, some of the friendships, some of the relationships that we've had with, with athletes that we've been coaching for, for years, um, really does, I think, and, and I know for me, I think for them take the level of effectiveness from that coaching standpoint, what we're able to, to do or how we're able to help the folks that we work with to another level. So all that to say, my, my takeaway is if and when you're maybe thinking about working with a coach at some point, whether it's in the new year, whether it's, it's once races are back again, like whenever it is, um, really take the time to kind of get to know somebody. You know, in my case, it means listen to the podcast, right? Like, you know, you're listening right now, but, but I know some of you guys that have been listening for, you know, four years, five years, some of you crazy people have been listening literally since, since day one. You know, you, you listen to, to episode one on, uh, you know, early in July of 2014 and you're still listening now. And, and if that's the case, uh, bless you, but also clearly you've gotten to know me pretty well over the years. And, and, you know, you, you, you probably know if you think we could work together well, or if, if we, you, we probably wouldn't, but you still, you know, you're able to still listen to the show and maybe interact on social media, but we're just not gonna be a good fit coaching wise, you know? So, so that's the way you do it probably with me. You know, maybe you're reading somebody's, you know, maybe you're reading Laura's blog. Maybe you're following Nora more on social media or following all of us, obviously on social media. And you kind of get to know us or any other coaches that you might be thinking about, or, or, you know, that, that might be on your radar or somebody you might want to work with and really get to know what kind of person they are. Obviously again, credentials and, and knowledge of, of running and, and science and how our bodies work is important, but equally important but not necessarily as often stressed. And this is, I guess where my takeaway is today is getting to know the coach as well as a person and, and figuring out if, if, if those, if, if the, the personalities kind of line up between you and, and that person. And if you've had a, a bad coaching experience in the past, um, you know, maybe don't just assume that that's how all coaches work because I, I promise you from our calls that we've had every week for four years now, um, I know that, that how I work is vastly different than how Laura works, is vastly different than how Nora works. And I know that the two of them don't work exactly the same either. Okay. So, you know, and which again, just, just means that every other coach that's out there, we probably do things a little bit differently. So finding that, that right level of communication and interaction and, um, just the, the right methods of communicating and interact. Do you like it mostly by email? Do you like it mostly on the telephone? Do you like text messages? Do you like Facebook messages? Like, like whatever it is, you can find it. So, um, again, I think, I think that the, the takeaway today for me is just, just that reminder that there's more to finding a coach. If that's something that you're interested in than just, the credentials, the certifications, their, their own race times. You know, uh, I, I think that there's a lot more to finding a good coach than those things. And if slash when you find yourself on the market, I'd encourage you to look at those things as well and help really find the, the right coach for you as opposed to just a coach. All right. Because getting the right coach for you is going to make it countless times better, right? Your, your, your money spent is going to be, is going to return you much more on your investment than just, you know, finding the cheapest or the, the local, you know, the, the one that's local, um, or the, the coach that your friend uses. All right. And again, this isn't to disparage anybody else's coaches, you know, any, anybody else that you may be working with or have worked with in the past. Uh, it's just a, it's just something to remember that each coach is a little bit different, just like you're a little bit different than every runner that, you know, even your, your BFF running friends. And, you know, as such kind of finding that, that right relationship is, is key. And I would, Again, I, I can't stress this enough. I would 100% recommend Laura and Nora, uh, and not not again not to disparage other coaches, but I know them well. Uh, they're great ladies. 
Uh, they know their stuff. They're great coaches. And uh, if you're interested in working with one one of them, uh, again, please reach out to them um, and and you know kind of start that conversation and see where it leads. And if it if it leads to you working with them, I hope that you're happy with with working with them for for years to come. So anyway, that was my takeaway. What about you? What stood out to you from today's episode? Uh, I would love to hear it as per usual. And you know where to find me by now. But if you don't, I'm going to remind you. I'm at DizRuns on Twitter. I'm at DizRuns on Instagram. You can also shoot me an email to DizRuns at gmail.com. And uh, you can always, always, always head over to the show notes for today's episode or any episode and scroll on down there to the bottom of the page, past the photos, past the links, past the the synopsis of the episode that, that Ellen does such a great job putting together. And uh, find that little comment section, that comment bar down at the bottom of the page and leave your thoughts and feedbacks, comments and takeaways there as well. And uh, for today, you can find the, the links back to... Uh, to Nora's stuff, to Laura's stuff, of course, to my stuff as well at disruns.com slash 900, disruns.com slash 900, which is just a crazy number. And uh, looking forward to, I don't know, maybe another 900 more before we, I don't know. I mean, no plans on stopping anytime soon. That is for sure. Uh, one last time, call for YNAB. If that's something that you think might be helpful, might be useful to you, disruns.com slash YNAB is the link to, to get yourself an extra month on top of the free month already should you decide to subscribe. So uh, once again, you get you get 34 days to try it out. If you decide you like it at that point, you sign up for a year-long membership. Uh, but if you use my link, disruns.com slash YNAB, you get 13 months for the price of 12, which isn't, isn't a huge game changer, but hey, you know, it's better than a stick in the eye. It's not nothing. That's for sure. It's something. So uh, check it out if you're so interested. And if you have any questions on how to use YNAB, I mean, they really have good resources to help you figure it out. But if you want my take on anything or have a question, Question. Um, not that I'm not, not going to try to see your numbers or anything like that, of course, but I'll just kind of, hey, this is how I do it, or this is a link that might be useful for you. You can check it out and uh, hopefully make it work for you and, and make it well worth the, I think it's like $80 a year, which, you know, is, isn't nothing as well. But, you know, if you can if you can save a couple hundred bucks to spend 80 to save a couple hundred, I mean, that's a couple pairs of shoes, or at least a pair of shoes, maybe a couple pairs of shoes. We can all use more shoes. So, Anyway, uh, y'all, thank you for listening. Uh, As per usual, if you have any thoughts, feedbacks, comments, takeaways, let me know. And uh, if you enjoyed this episode, feel free to hit that share button. That's always, always appreciated. Uh, Help spread the word about the show. Spread the word about uh, what we've got going on over here. I I appreciate that more than I can express. And uh, until next time, y'all, please be well. Take good care. Thanks again for listening. And uh, we'll talk soon, right? See you guys.